This is the Self-Storage Podcast, where we share the knowledge and skills from the industry's leading investors, developers, and operators to help you launch and grow your self-storage business. I'm your host, Scott Myers, and over the past 16 years, we have acquired, developed, converted, and syndicated over 2 million square feet of self-storage nationwide with the help of my incredible team at selfstorageinvesting.com, who has helped thousands of people achieve greatness in self-storage. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Self-Storage Podcast. I am your host, Scott Myers, and at the time of this recording, we are in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. And as we are all adjusting to our new norm personally, I want to once again state that we are taking this very seriously, and we are praying for all those affected by this and in hopes that we will soon see an improvement in the current state of the pandemic and in our economy. With that said, we are in a war with this virus and with the recession, and it is causing all of us to dig deeper and to look at everything we are doing in our businesses in different ways. Well, in today's episode, I'm having a conversation with my good friend Terry Campbell with Live Oak Bank. Now, Terry and Live Oak Bank are virtually household names in the storage industry, and he and I have done a lot of business together, and Terry has been a speaker on the main stage at our Self Storage Academy for the past six years straight. And I'm thankful he took some time out today to talk with me about the state of SBA lending in our industry and what he is seeing across the landscape right now, as well as his best guess for what life is going to look like in the next several months and years to come. So without further ado, let's dive into my conversation with Terry Campbell of Live Oak Bank. Terry, welcome to the show. Thanks, Scott. I appreciate you having me. Well, no, I appreciate uh, you being on the show because I I know that uh, you've been a little bit busy these days uh, in the new environment that we find ourselves in. Yeah, sure have. We've we've been extremely busy. The the whole bank has been uh, all hands on deck, uh, working on uh, getting these PPP loans out the door. Well, um, in the intro, I told everybody a little bit about um, yourself and a little bit about Live Oak Bank and um, how you are the nation's premier SBA provider for the self storage industry. Uh, but if you would fill in the gap, fill in the background a little bit on yourself. I just stated that uh, you are an owner, but uh, why don't you give us a little bit of an update on um, uh, your properties and uh, what's going on with Live Oak in general, and then we'll kind of dive into uh, what's happening uh, uh, in the market as we speak. Sure, sure. Um, as, as far as, uh, you know, what, what we've been doing is uh, uh, we've just been, uh, you know, we were working before the first round of funds uh, were actually uh, available to work with folks to get them in the system and start processing things and so that we could hit submit. And uh, we've kind of been doing the same thing, uh, waiting on the, the second round of funding, which should happen this week, you know, today being um, April 22nd. Uh, they're expecting sometime by the end of the week for it to be signed and uh, into law, and then uh, uh, the funds will be made available as soon as possible after that. So uh, we're, we've been, like I said, all hands on deck, 12, 15 hours a day, seven days a week, just trying to get money out into the hands of folks who really need it. And um, that's kind of a snapshot of what's going on uh, with us and at the bank. And uh, as far as the, the properties I'm involved in is, uh, you know, I had a, a large one in Florida that was a, a new build. We opened last year, um, not quite a year ago, last uh, late last May. <clears throat> and it's been doing really well. And um, um, February was fantastic. March was good. Uh, we'll see. Haven't heard, hadn't gotten a report, report on how April's doing. But all in all, it's still doing pretty good. Uh, the other facilities that were acquisitions that I'm partners in, uh, those have been uh, doing pretty well as well. I mean, bottom line is that uh, as of now, you know, revenue is staying about the same. Uh, move-ins, move-outs are about the same. You know, not not a ton of people are moving in uh, as they might normally be because of what's going on out there with uh, stay-at-homes and people just don't want to get out and move around. But also that means not as many people are moving out. 
Uh, so it's, it's good from that perspective. But, you know, we, we operate those facilities uh, unmanned. So, uh, you know, we can, we can rent uh, regardless. So we don't have that issue of having uh, to deal with the manager not being there or uh, being worried about uh, getting the virus or, or spreading the virus. So um, all in all, as of right now, things are kind of, you know, they're still doing fine. Um, we're getting a few calls every now and again about, uh, you know, some folks that may want to get a little reprieve because of being out of work. Um, but uh, we'll, you know, we're just waiting to see what the next couple of months uh, bring since, you know, we're, we're past the, uh, the due dates uh, for payments to be due in April. Uh, you know, that was, we were all curious, you know, how's that going to, mm-hmm. going to affect everything the 1st of April. And now we're past all that. Now it'll be, okay, how are things going to look in May? And then how are things going to look in June? And obviously it's all depending on how fast people get back to work, but you know, uh, you know, this as well as I do is that this industry has always been considered recession resistant. It's not mm-hmm. recession proof, um, uh, but can fare much better than a lot of other businesses. Now we just need to see, is it pandemic uh, resistant? Not just uh, recession resistant, which you know we have may have both here. Yeah, and that's um that that, that leaves a lot of questions. Um, in well, obviously many areas of the the economy and, and life in general right now, you know, we can point back to. 2008, and you know this will this will be the third recession I've been through investing in real estate. Um, the, the the second in self storage, and you know we we learned a lot of lessons uh, through the last one, and you know a lot of uh, you know predictors that, that we put in place, and and we felt that uh, obviously there would be a you know a, a longer ramp up to the time where we headed into a recession, a little, maybe a little slower burn, because it wasn't you know our economy wasn't propped up like it was falsely with uh, real estate the last time around, but then lo and behold. Yeah, this uh, pandemic, this little thing under the microscope, uh, you know, causes to immediately go into a recession and a, a little deeper one um, than in 2008. And we hit the, the, the cliff pretty quickly uh, in comparison to when Lehman Brothers fell last time around. So the difference this time is that um, we immediately jumped up to an unemployment rate uh, that we haven't seen in a while and we hit it quickly. And so, as you mentioned, it, yeah, there's not a whole lot of folks that are, that are leaving or exiting our, our facilities. But due to the lack of movement, um, not a whole lot of folks uh, moving in. And, and as we head into springtime, then you know we typically see a large lease up when people are just uh, moving in general, buying and selling houses. And well, I think there's gonna be a lot of more, more a lot more folks that are sitting tight uh, this time around. But during a recession, you know, we we know that people downsize and businesses downsize. And so, uh, to your point, I think you're right. It's um, you know we we came through April pretty well in terms of uh, occupancy. We were up in several areas. Others uh, were about the same, but our accounts receivable were up just a tad. Um, but I, I think it's going to be 60, 90 days before the effects of uh, the, the folks, the unemployment rate and folks that, that, that will be looking to uh, move back in uh, with their parents, move in uh, with each other. These concessions for uh, rent or mortgage payments uh, will have uh, burned off at that point. And uh, I think the reality will set in. And, uh, but again, I, I, I have no predictions. Our crystal ball is, um, I don't even get it out to, to look at it to see, but I'm just, um, you know, once again, like everybody else, just kind of anxious and curious and somewhat holding my breath to see what that's going to look like. 
you know, you may have seen this too, Scott, but initially when, you know, all this sort of started happening where folks were, okay, you need to work from home, you need to shelter in place and things like that. Uh, there's been some activity of folks, you know, having to work from home and they needed to clear out a space they didn't really have anywhere. And mm -hmm. they're, you mm -hmm. know, taking stuff to a self-storage unit. Mm -hmm. And uh, the college is closing down a couple of months early. So now they're going to be a longer tenant than they would have normally. So, you know, from a rental perspective, it affected us. Uh, as an industry a little more positively uh, the, you know right off the bat but like I said it's a uh, wait and see how it's going to affect us long term yeah we've seen a couple of spikes uh, with that with the colleges and um, yeah the exact thing the same thing that you mentioned and and also there are some folks that are you know transitioning their their space to a storage uh, facility which is uh, you know bands are getting together and um, because they can't go to any other studios or places where they were before and so they're playing um, in and outside of a, a storage unit and and you know some art studios and some of those other you know these ancillary uh, businesses that had um, you know run out of a self-storage facility during business hours for a few hours a day before now we're seeing uh, more of those folks that are coming in so that's uh, that's supplemental and that is that is temporary but yeah the you know the larger uh, client our, our typical client uh, it'll be interesting uh, to see what uh, what that looks like so well let's let's transition over to I, I know that you've been you know head down you know knee deep 12 to 15 hours a day you know with the PPP loans and um and handling all, all of that but Tell me what it looks like uh, from your end in terms of um, new applications coming in for folks that are looking to, well, let's start with the existing facilities. Um, I'm going to assume there's not a lot of uh, construction and development, although you know, we're still seeking some of those loans from, uh, from you and others as well. But let's talk about the application side. Have you, um, have you been able to you know, keep a handle on that or are you just uh, so busy on the other side that you haven't uh, had a gauge for new applications coming in? Well, we, we definitely are still seeing a fair amount of interest. I mean, it's kind of surprising uh, the number of um, leads that are coming in uh, even this week. I, I, I'm looking down at my notepad here, and I've got like six today uh, that I, I need to get back in touch with. And they are acquisitions, they're conversions, they're new construction. And, you know, um, we we are you know we're telling folks is they they contact us is look we're definitely interested in in working with you we'll take a look at this as soon as we can and uh, like I said the whole bank is uh, kind of on um, you know on, on this mission to take care of the PPP loan so uh, it's it's taking time from credit and underwriting and so forth so we we can't send a whole lot through right now but the deals that should be that are very 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 strong deals uh, we're still trying to you know work with them right away as much as we can. Uh, and we're still going to look at the other ones. Now, having said that, uh, we're curious to see if our credit box is going to change any uh, in the near future. Um, one of the things that, uh, you know, we're looking at is uh, loans that are actually in closing that are supposed to be closing. And we're t looking at each one on a, a loan by loan basis just to make sure that nothing has materially changed that's going to put them in a bad spot by going ahead and closing now. Um, we look at things, you know, if it's a new construction, uh, is construction in your area still uh, allowed? You know, some cities there at one point shut down even construction, but it's in most places it's considered considered essential. So uh, making sure the general contractors are still good that um, how are your um, permits going to be affected since so many towns are fur furloughed people that are in the permitting office? Uh, how, how do you stand there? You know, and if it's an acquisition, you're know, going to ask a lot of questions about how is it looking, how is uh, the rentals 
uh, how are they looking? Uh, are there any delinquencies yet? Uh, you know, how is your liquidity standpoint? Uh, you know, what kind of income do you have? We're just asking a lot of questions to make sure that we're not closing on today that puts somebody in a bad spot. Maybe if if we do get one that looks like we should hold off, you know, maybe we'll go back and open, you know, uh, close it in a couple of months. Uh, it's not that we're killing the deals. It's just making sure that we're doing the right thing uh, for everybody. But yeah, leads are still coming in. Um, pretty much uh, regularly and mm -hmm. uh, just trying to, to keep up with them. In fact, uh, the the rest of the team, the rest of the sales storage team is mostly focused on doing the processing of the loans and so forth. And I'm trying to deal with, uh, you know, taking the calls and, and working with the folks up front on new deals too. Mm -hmm. So Terry, you bring up a good point. So in addition to, you know, looking at the, at the projects that you have that haven't closed yet to see if there's uh, anything materially that is a change uh, with, with the change in the economic climate, have you, all, all things being equal, has the bank um, taken a look at, or the SBA taken a look at uh, making any changes uh, unilaterally, regardless of uh, where the facility is uh, with, uh, with regards to underwriting? Have you, you know, dialed anything back or required anything uh, different, um, you know, across the board as a result of this, or is, it, is everything still business as usual? Well, it's, I mean, it's kind of business as usual. We're just, just trying to be a little more cautious and making sure that uh, we are, you know, doing the right thing, that uh, the, the liquidity is there, that, uh, that let's say if it's a new one, you know, a new project, as the feasibility study, let's, let's update it if it's more than six months old. Let's make sure that uh, it, it still is um, what you expect it to be. Uh, has it changed materially? Uh, so we're, you know, as much as we can, we're looking at it like that, but there's, there's no big unilateral changes uh, with us or the SBA yet. Uh, I mean, I know there's some things they're talking about doing for the SBA program that could potentially make it more attractive, uh, you know, but that's something they're discussing. It's not made law. I don't want to throw things out there because uh, sometimes, you know, folks hear it and they take it for this is the gospel when it's just now, you know, it's being discussed and, and it could be very beneficial to a lot of folks if these changes that they're talking about making to the current program actually do come into effect. Well, we, we have several projects um, in place right now and, uh, you know, everybody did take a, a, I think the banking world took a collective um, pause and held their breath for a little while and then um, at least started entertaining and, re and returning our phone calls. Um, you know, existing facilities, uh, we, we haven't seen, you know, much of a uh, you know, a lack of interest on, on your part or, or others in terms of uh, looking at loans, um, just depending upon, uh, you know, the workload, uh, as you had mentioned. But as we, uh, and we've got, we've got several acquisitions that we're looking at, a couple of our uh, development projects, we've pivoted and, and we've adapted uh, a little bit, but still bullish on the market and our marketing is in place uh, to existing uh, owners. And uh, you, know, you and I, uh, as we are both out uh, and, and present and, and upfront in terms of the industry, you know, there's a lot of folks coming to us that, um, that now have some projects that they're maybe abandoning, uh, not going forward with, or existing facilities that the owners are now decided finally that they don't want to weather another recession. And so we're looking at, um, you know, probably three times the amount of uh, lead flow and deals that we were uh, before. So uh, I'll ask you, I know real estate is a finance, but um, put, put your investor hat on since you are an investor as well. How are you approaching the market right now? Um, and in your spare time, um, you know, what does this look like on your end and uh, what do you foresee and, and uh, what areas are you going to be looking into in terms of uh, existing facilities um, or development? Uh, what are the opportunities that you see on the horizon for Terry? 
Uh, well, we're still looking at mostly uh, acquisitions. I mean, there's a couple of uh, new construction things, you know, in, in the windshield, but mostly still looking at acquisitions that, that make sense, that uh, have some value add. Uh, and, we're, you know, we're seeing, obviously, like you say, we're seeing more of them. Uh, but that, that we haven't changed um, the approach really at this point. Um, we did have one that we were hoping to have closed this month that we were, it was an acquisition and the bank we were actually using backed out. I mean, great deal. You know, all of us that are involved know the industry and there's no concern there about, uh, you know, us or our credit scores or liquidity or anything. I mean, uh, it really was a no brainer, but the bank said, yeah, you know, we just, we're not going to do anything right now. Uh, and so owner financing may be an option uh, as well that we're, we've looked at and uh, not a tremendous amount's changed in, in our uh, way that we're looking at deals and going after them. It's kind of the, the, the same as it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, solid underwriting and building in, you know, conservative projections and, and protecting <laughs> yourself and building buffers. Um, works in good times and it works during challenging times. And I, I don't think that you should change that um, in, in my opinion. I think that usually the good news is uh, when something is going on in the economy that is uh, not so favorable, uh, then we get lower interest rates and, and we have some flexible owners. And in, and in some cases we have uh, flexible lenders and, and financiers, not, not always, just depending, as you had mentioned, mm-hmm. you do some roadblocks as well. But at the end of the day, you know, the underlying, you know, principles and, and your underwriting and, and all, you know, everything that goes into the project should be solid regardless of what else is going in uh, on in the economy so that you can weather both. And mm-hmm. that buffer is, is upside, as you mentioned. I mean, buying anything that is 90% occupied at uh, market rates with uh, no room to expand at square footage and, and you're in the same uh, rental rates as, uh, as your competition, um, that to me seems risky versus buying something with a, even a lower cap rate right now uh, that where you have the ability to, you know, uh, add technology or increase occupancy, increase the square footage um, or what have you, you know, that's how you guard yourself against um, uh, anything that can happen in the market, in my opinion. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And that's, that's the way we look at it too. And you mentioned when you said the word intre- interest rates uh, made me think of something. I, I just want to interject uh, mm-hmm. that, you know, when um, prime rate, which is, you know, a lot of times uh, banks use that index, uh, the prime rate, it dropped within within two weeks, less than two weeks, it dropped one and a half points. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, one and a half percent. So 150 basis points in less than two weeks. And <clears throat> sometimes, um, you know, borrowers feel that, hey, the interest rates just, uh, prime rate just dropped one and a half percent. So should my loan rate. Uh, it's not the case. Uh, the the rate that you get as a borrower does not uh, go in lockstep with changes like that because you know banks have cost of funds um, that it costs them to to make a loan. Uh, you know they they've got deposits. Uh, they got to pay interest on those deposits and other expenses. So you have cost of funds that uh, keeps you from necessarily having that rate drop the same amount. And we've had a lot of folks that you know are surprised or upset because. Uh, prime rate dropped one and a half percent. Why is it my interest rate, you know, that you're quoting me now dropping that much? Um, and that, that's why I just want to throw that out there. I mean, if you already have a loan and it's, you know, it's a floating loan and it's tied to prime. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to realize that. 
uh, savings. But if you're working with somebody now and getting a loan and, um, uh, or you've been quoted recently, you know, just don't expect that because it doesn't necessarily work that way. Like I said, we've had some folks upset about that. And I just uh, wanted to mention that so that there's not a big surprise. No, absolutely. And yet, you know, if we uh, open this up to uh, questions, that would be uh, one of the first is, uh, hey, Terry, where's my discount? Uh, exactly. <laughs> we haven't seen it coming yet. Exactly. And uh, so I appreciate you um, um, clarifying that and really making that clear to folks because, uh, you know, most folks uh, think that the same thing. Uh, uh, it's like the gas station. I saw the price of oil um, went up and immediately goes up at the pump. And if it goes down, it should go down. Well, it doesn't really quite work that way. Mm -hmm. um, so, well, Terry, once again, I know uh, that uh, you've just had your head down buried and uh, we appreciate all that you're doing um, to get uh, those funds from the SBA out um, to, to folks, uh, to business owners and, and those of us that are in the, the self-storage business and can't wait for the time when you get those through in the, in the next round and then uh, get back to the primary focus, which is lending on self-storage. So, um, you know, with that, there's a whole lot of folks here that, um, you know, maybe looking to get into self-storage uh, for the first time, uh, a whole bunch of us that have been in it for a while and, uh, and everybody has questions at this point. You know, what, what, what can you do to tie a bow on us and uh, give us a little summary about your take on the industry at, uh, at this moment in time? Well, the industry at this time, uh, from what I can see, is still strong and there's still a need for it. You know, we mentioned some things here during the conversation that uh, not, you wouldn't necessarily normally see. Uh, the, the industry sometimes um, has um, growth from unexpected places. Is what I would say. Um, you know, good times, uh, people buy toys, uh, they run out of room, bad times, they downsize, uh, got to have room. It's, uh, it's, it's just been a very resilient uh, industry that um, I've been in it for myself a little over almost 25 and a half years. And it's just always seemed to do well, um, uh, even during the Great Recession, you know, it, it may have, some people may have suffered, but it wasn't nearly as bad as a lot of other industries. It's one of the better ones you could probably be in, uh, in times like this. Yep, I've, I've been in other uh, forms of uh, real estate as a, an investor, and I have uh, lots of friends that are in uh, other asset classes in uh, real <laughs> estate. And um uh, many of those folks uh, are really singing the blues uh, right now. So uh, yet again, I am uh, thankful for the industry that, uh, that I am in that we call self-storage. So Terry, with that, I'm um, glad to hear that everybody is uh, good and uh, healthy over your way as well. And uh, hopefully you are enjoying your time being at home, although you um, uh, have had your head down. Uh, but appreciate you taking time to, um, to fill us in and give us an update on uh, where things are at as far as Live Oak and the SBA. And uh, looking forward to once again, getting back to some sense of uh, normality so we can have more fun conversations talking about uh, moving forward rather than just uh, catching up at this point. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd be curious to see what the new normal is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I am too, but, but optimistic. So with that, Terry, once again, thanks as always, have a fantastic day and we'll talk to you very soon. Thanks, Scott. I appreciate it. You have a great one. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Self-Storage Podcast, where self-storage investors come to learn how to launch and scale their self-storage business. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, and of course, a five-star rating would be much appreciated. And if you're looking to do an even deeper dive into the world of self-storage, head on over to our sponsor, selfstorageinvesting.com, and check out their entire suite of resources from software, business plans, home study guides, live events, private money assistance, mentoring, and even how to apply to become a member of the Self-Storage Mastermind. So head on over to selfstorageinvesting.com and pull down one of the free guides to get you started. And as always, we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you.